A-Train Pipe Bomb Productions presents Pipe Bomb Radio NYC. Sponsored by Fanatics, TickPick, Render Forest, Steiner Sports, and Walmart. Here are your DJs, Ricky, the master of mayhem Litwinkowicz, and Lars, the Viking Johnson. Pipe Bomb Radio NYC. It's not just a name, it's an attitude. Welcome everybody to another edition of Pipe Bomb Radio NYC, being recorded on April 25th, 2023, and I am not alone in the studio this week, or today, or whenever you watch this goddamn video. I am here with my faithful co-host all the way from the lovely country of Sweden, Lars the Viking Johnson. Yes, I'm here. <laughs> Privileged to and be here. And all the way from the UK, we have a special guest group on with us today. It is the guys from Silence and Surrender. It's Ben, Pete, and Paul. What's up, gentlemen? Hello. Hey, uh, how you doing? So how is it going over there, guys? Pretty well, I think. Yeah, we're, we're all good. It's spring's around the corner. Uh, we've yeah. got a new album out soon. Um, yeah, we're, uh, we're it's all looking pretty positive. Nice. Believe it or not, I've been keeping track of you guys on the uh, the Book of Face, and uh, I've been uh, keeping an eye out on the YouTube. I have uh, I have subscribed to the YouTube oh. under the uh, conspicuous name because I haven't done anything on the other name yet. But uh, been keeping track on that. Been sharing a lot of the uh, the videos out for you guys to get you guys uh, a little bit more notoriety from here. Oh, thank you. Because uh, the United States doesn't really get the privileges of knowing everything from across the pond. And a lot of my friends have said they they absolutely have enjoyed the music. So before we get into the new album release and stuff, it's the get to know you guys session of Pipe Bomb Radio NYC. <laughs> And as usual, I will let all of our fans and people get to see this video to know this is no holds barred. We don't hold anything back. If you hear an F-bomb and you get mad at me, fuck, fuck off. <laughs> That's exactly. all I got to say. Because, um, you know, at this point in time, there are no rules. It's all attitude. That's the way we roll. All right. So we're going to go around the, uh, the room there. Paul. Hello. Your musical influences that got you started. That got me started. Well, that's quite a long list, but yeah, they're quite varied. I mean, I like anything from sort of all the way from classic rock up to kind of traditional metalcore. So I think we've all gone through phases in our lives, but I think the, the bands that really got me into kind of heavier stuff, um, probably, um, I probably think around the new metal phase is really where I um, started picking up heavier music. So we're talking about um, Slipknot, Linkin Park, things like that. From that point, I went further back and got into the classics. Iron Maiden, Metallica, um, uh, Black Sabbath, all those kind of uh, bands and kind of went backwards from that point. And from, from then on, I've always had an eye on what's I've always kind of there been my home bands, but I like I, I don't want to be kind of rooted in there. And I think the band in itself has a lot of influences from the 90s in there in terms of grunge, 
um, Nirvana, all those kind of bands that were around when we were growing up, you know, that really kind of um, sort of, well, certainly went into my life. And, uh, you know, I listened to these bands and they were completely different. You know, they were completely different to what was on the radio, completely different uh, to everything else I was hearing. And um, kind of really, well, you know, you have a bit of teenage angst, don't you? In your teenage years, you really you like a bit of aggression. Um, you know, no one understands you in those those periods. So, you know, what do you do? You turn to, turn to music. So I kind of started in the 90s, kind of a lot of the bands around there went back a little bit. Um, but but moving forward, I, I like to keep a, a listen to any even the new stuff, gent and, and metalcore, and I you know so quite quite a wide variety. But that's kind of my a summary of my musical journey, I suppose. All right, I'm going to pass it over to Pete now. Hey man, um, yeah. So probably sort of from the early days of um, uh, like my dad playing uh, like Queen and Zeppelin and. Um, Hendrix and bits and pieces like that to me that's when you really sort of as a little kid sort of see that there's uh, something more exciting than you know the kind of music you generally hear as a kid on TV and on cartoons and that kind of stuff um, so yeah that's what probably sort of turned me on to it initially um, I didn't actually start playing the drums until I was in my 20s so in terms of playing I sort of came to it later but from the early influences that kind of thing I would say yeah and Ben um, generally these days I normally tend to go for anything man you know any holes of goal you know anything that comes my way I'll be up for listening to but if I had to pick two artists that maybe pick up the guitar um, it would be Kurt Cobain and Jimi Hendrix just to keep it simple but generally speaking I, I like everything from death metal to dance pop music you know but they were the two motherfuckers that got me going you know I gotta tell you that you said Cobain and Hendrix, and there is not such a bigger wave in that in that <clears throat> comparisons to put the two of them together. Yeah, because of the generational yeah. talents of the guitars. Oh yeah, yeah. And I I will say that I actually did watch a video on Hendrix recently, and there were times where he legit bent the shit out of the guitar just to get sounds that he wanted yeah yeah so when you look at it like a bass a regular bass style guitar like it's it's pretty much flat yeah, yeah. with him he would legit bend the neck he'd get the neck bent enough yeah that he could stretch out the strings even further yeah exactly to yeah. get some of the sounds which i don't know if anybody in this day and age maybe you guys but uh i don't think anybody goes to that extreme now with using pedals and all sorts of amps and stuff to get those sounds. Yeah, yeah. I mean, he absolutely yeah. abused his guitars, man. I mean, I hope he didn't treat his women the same way. You know, you're talking about the spotting and the necks and shit, you know? Well, he didn't need to. He, he went to bed with his guitars. He, yeah. he yeah. went to bed with his guitar, so he didn't... But watch, watching Woodstock, and I was just, like, fucking blown away, man. I wasn't even doing drugs back then. I was only, like, 14, but I was just, like... You know, my auntie got me into it. I was like, what the holy hell is this, man? <laughs> Playing the American anthem, that shit, and I was like, oh, my God, yeah. mental. Yeah, yeah, and the girls would just muck about on stage. He would literally, as you said, he would do it. It would be practicing it. He would almost just try it out on stage. You know, he would just start messing around with things, and and that's kind of like you could. He was fantastic, but he also loved it. You could tell he loved it, and yeah. uh, you know, he kind of it was a real pure enjoyment of it because you could see it on stage. Yeah, know? yeah, um, and I, I suppose we'd love to have after talent, I guess. But, you know, I also find myself like going back to artists that I knew that existed 
you know, from generations before anything from like Bowie, Lincoln Park and stuff and fucking falling in love with them. I mean, I never discovered Tool until I was like in my mid twenties, mate. You know, I should be taken outside and being kicked the shit out of, do you know what I mean? But I was like, what, do you know what I mean? I, just, I knew of them, but I never actually listened to them. So as well as like new music that's coming out, I've still got a fucking backlog of, of artists and songs to, to, to get through from other eras, man. There's so much out there that I've missed out on, you know? Is it for? I'll pop this question in quickie. Um, there's no thoughts of any lighting of instruments on stage, right? On fire? You're not lighting any? Of no, not yet. Did, not yet. Right. Can't afford it. Yeah, but uh, because if, if I see maybe a flaming drum set, I'd be scared. Yeah, you can't get away. With this, uh, okay, I'm fucking health and safety you... mad. You know what I mean? I'll be taken outside in handcuffs. You know what I mean? Like probably get done. You know, do a bit of time for six months for arson. You know. Well, if you get an outdoor gig, then you didn't have to worry about lighting <laughs> yeah, it on fire. Yeah, exactly, yeah. You know? <laughs> but I would be afraid of a, uh, a flaming drum set. I think that would be uh, kind of crazy. Hey. All right? So no ideas on that, all right? Well, we'll send him some Keith Moon videos. He'll get yeah, some yeah. ideas. Yes, yes. Do that. Do that instead. Um, Music-wise, compared to the music of today, to the day, the music of yesteryear, uh, what do you see? Where, where would you put yourselves more in that range would you put yourself more of the yesteryear kind of classic stuff to it or would you put your like more like the 2020 era i would probably put us in not consciously but um in the era that we were brought up over the noughties and the 90s and backwards but that being said um because it's more generally guitar based music and then we're kind of just going off by what other people say but i think but moving forward even though that's our main influences, no, not deliberately. We're like looking at other artists, anything from like, you know, Post Malone, you know, like fucking, you know, the Lana, Del Rey, uh, Lana Del Rey and yeah, Bring Me the Horizon, just, you know, just seeing what the uh, the young whippersnappers are up to, do you know what I mean? Yeah, so we've got a core, you know, we've been we've been told we're people, we remind people of things like Fake No More and, and Nirvana and Soundgarden, things like those bands, which obviously were big They were all drunk as well, by the way. They, that, yeah. <laughs> but, but either enough, way, you know, like... Clutch, kind of those as well, kind of those bands. But I think we're we're obviously trying to take that music and um, sort of develop it, and um, you know, not rehash what's already been done, um, because what made a lot of those bands great were they they were different. You know, Soundgarden, Nirvana, they were they create created a genre, as it were, in, in terms of grunge. So we so we've definitely got elements of that in there, but we're we're trying to take that, particularly on this new album. Um, the first EP was very much kind of um, we were getting to know each other, and it was it, 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 again it was riff based but hard rock EP. This one's a lot more. We've definitely developed. Um, I looked at different ways of creating music, um, and sort of added elements, progressive elements in certain it's areas, and even pop elements. Still in there trying areas. to figure out our sound as well. Like you know, so like I said, everything that we play journey, yeah. is going to sound like fucking nineties and stuff like that. Because if you listen to music nowadays, especially even like metal and stuff like that, it normally tends to be you know a lot of kick, you know, synths and the and bass and the and the guitars normally tend to be sitting back um just how they kind of mix them um but generally speaking we we, we are still trying to figure out our sounds and improve and you know take influences from you know yeah, bike, from gen you know, to from bygone yeah. eras and also from you know modern day but we're you know not we're not particularly trying to get anything 
uh, in particular, just trying to fucking write a good song if we can. <laughs> yeah, I think we're trying to naturally evolve. I think the thing is we're not forcing ourselves down a path. Um, we've sort of we came together with a shared love of a certain style of music, and now we've 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 obviously kind of established that together, and that we work together, and now we all understand each other. We're kind of trying to be a bit more adventurous. I think is on this next yeah, piece. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, so, uh, like, so, yeah. Uh, on the new EP, how many songs are you getting on there? The EP, there's six. I so that's the old EP. So the first oh. EP was there were six, but on the album um, Theotopia, it's, it's coming out in May. There's 12, Ele 11 and a bonus track. 11 and a bonus. Yeah. Nice. Which nice. will be out 19th of May. Uh -huh. Uh, yes. <laughs> yes, and I'll definitely be promoting the 19th of May. Yeah. You know, because it's funny that you say that May, May 19th, because if, if if you are a big wrestling fan the same way I was, um, Kane's movie actually came out on May 19th. All oh, right. So there is a significant difference. <laughs> you know, like, okay, May 19th, okay, I'm not getting killed by Kane. <laughs> I'm listening to the new Silence and Surrender. That, that, that's the way we're going to too late to get on the soundtrack. That direction. Yeah, the movie. Yeah. You know what? I don't even know about that, but uh, maybe. I, I don't know. know. So, like, uh, the name of your band, Silence and Surrender, how did you get to that? Um, well, it's, it's not too poignant or deep or anything. Basically, we were just, <laughs> we're in a band. Well, I'm not going to fucking lie. We're, we're, basically, we're in, a, we're in a band and we're playing. And every time we said to our friends or people, like, we're in a band, they're like, oh, cool, you're in a band. First thing they'd always say, what's your name? And they would look like a bunch of amateurs and go, oh, we haven't got one. And then it's almost like, it's almost like saying, like, you know, I'm a man without a pair of balls. You know, you feel incomplete. So, um, yeah, so we just, we basically had an old song from our first bunch that we came up with. And it was called Silence and Surrender. We thought that's not a bad name, and we needed a name anyway, so we just grabbed that one and went yeah. with it. So, and it's kind of stuck now. So, <laughs> yeah, I think also the acronym of Sins um, worked pretty well. Um, but yeah, beh behind it, I've, it's meant to reflect. Uh, you'll hear a lot of quite a lot of. Um, there's been a lot of struggles in the world and, and pers personal to all of us. And you can hopefully hear that in the music in the first EP. There's back in line is about certain band members struggle with uh, alcohol um and there are others quite quite even if the songs themselves are are quite upbeat the lyrics and everything it was it's been quite it's been quite dark for the last few years for for most people on this yeah. planet yeah, yeah. Um, and kind of you know well, it, it is about the struggle you know not not surrendering not not staying silent and we, we were doing the opposite trying to get um our message out there and i suppose with music I've always felt that when I hear people singing about these issues, you know, when you when you see your idols singing about, you know, how they've struggled with uh, uh, substance abuse, with loneliness and all of that, it it really, per on a personal level, it, it makes me feel less alone. Yeah. You know, it feels, it, it, it's as well, if that guy's struggling with the same thing I'm struggling with, then then I, I can continue. Um, and, you know, it gives me that. That kind of, and that's what music has done always through my life. It's been a, a support, a, a crutch, you know, a healthy crutch, hopefully, rather than some of the, <laughs> let's just say, less than healthy crutches, which um, I'm, I'm sure um, you know people may have turned to. Um, yeah, so that's really kind of the, the basis behind the net. You're talking about yeah. idols, man. All, all my idols were done and dusted by uh, 27, man, the 27 club. <laughs> yeah. that, that was my, that was. <laughs> In my deranged head as a kid, I was like, that's what I want to do. I want to go, I want to play music, I want to fucking do it. And the diet 27. You know, 
Another, you know, you've fucking, missed that, but don't yeah. <laughs> Eight years later, I'm still fucking lingering around on this mortal coil, you know? Yeah. I have to start a new club yeah, at 35. We're, we're well over the 27 deadline. The now. over 40s, yeah. you know? Okay, so now I have to ask this question. Uh, don't take this the wrong way. This is just my humor. <laughs> yeah. um, are all drummers quiet in the UK? It saves his noise to the stage. Because <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm sitting there. He's like, oh, man, am I going to get a word in? Um, yeah, I don't know. <laughs> yeah, you got, you might just be you got to fight your way in, Pete, mate. Yeah. You know, like that's, why we sit, dogs. that's why we sit at the back, man. So we're out of the way. Out of the way. <laughs> okay, I have to ask this question. And it was kind of brought up to me when uh, I was sharing some of the, the music out from YouTube. Where did the creativity of all of the black light come into play? The black lights of the UV, the UV video for hunting season. Yes. Yeah. Um, it was it was kind of like a Alice in Wonderland meets uh, you know I don't know some kind of weird acid trip party. You know you know you turn up to the Mad Hatters party. You know and you're just like what the fuck is going on here. Um, and really, it was just kind of trying to utilize the studio that we're in at the moment. We had to get all the black backdrops and then paint all the fucking signs and then get all the, the props and do all that kind of stuff. But it was just trying to take a simple concept and with a bit of elbow grease and a bit of effort, turn it into something, you know, visually interesting, if you know what I mean, rather than us just standing around in a warehouse, black T-shirts, looking all moody, you know. Do you know what I mean? We just thought, well, we might as well try something different. However that turned out, I don't know. You know, Because of the fact that, that, that my nephew, first off, is like a huge fan of a lot of the music that we find. And he actually said that he kind of got a Marilyn Manson type feel mm -hmm. after watching the video. Mm -hmm. So he was like, maybe there was an, uh, uh, you know, a Manson influence to it. Well, but when yeah. he saw it, though, he was like, the color is just amazing on the video. Yeah, it is. Thanks, man. I'm glad it. I'm glad it, glad it came across because yeah. Um, yeah, we were trying to be. You know, it's really hard for bands or anyone really to be noticed these days. Um, and uh, we want we we wanted to do something like Manson, but not take ourselves too seriously. Hopefully, you got the fun. idea that was yeah. that we were portraying that we were having fun. We were having fun. You know, it's a lot of work sorting out the studio. But fun as soon as yeah. those lights came in, we were blown up like balloons and like hanging things from the ceiling. It's a real kind of. Um, <laughs> It's a real kind of bonding thing for for, for us two together and 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 the, um, the the filmographer he was he was really keen on the idea and hopefully as well as kind of giving that slightly creepy Manson vibe yeah, yeah, also yeah. oh yeah but yeah. it's almost like it's almost like a bit of a juxtaposition like you know like trying to go for something a bit creepy but sort of turning it contrasting it with like bright kind of almost rave colours you know and sort of a slight bit of humour because um, we take we take the um, like our band seriously the music seriously but we don't take ourselves seriously so we kind of reflect that so you're talking about manson you know i'm, I'm a huge fan of manson it's very creepy kind of macabre twisted fucking ways you know it's like i think it's very cool yeah, um, yeah but we didn't want to be like a copy you know so i mean to go with the way that you'd said that everything is kind of experimental you know in a way like every track that i've heard it, it goes in, it, it's like the lotto machines. Like you can, you, you, you're in one spot one time, you're in another spot another time. It, it pops off in so many different directions, but it gives it, it, it its own aviance to whatever track it is that you guys put out. Yeah. Because nothing sounds the same. Agree. 
Yeah, I'm, and, I'm, glad, uh, I'm glad you said that because we're trying to obviously that, that's the difficult thing, isn't it, to try keep keep it a cohesive yeah. whole so you know it's that band, but also you know sort of you know follow the journey that we have been in terms of developing. But at, at that stage, yeah, there were often prog influences in there. You can hear probably that we that's that's about the time that he got into Tool. Um, <laughs> part, part as well, it's just like just the, the songwriting process. It's just like knowing what works, what don't. I mean, I can look back at the songs and go like. Well, I won't be doing that again in the future. I like what what happened there. Um, like some of the next songs after the album, we're going to base them a little bit more around, um, you know, like the sort of more simple layout, but take some of the, the sort of the uh, varieties and mix-ups in there, but not have it so so stark changing at times. So there's little bits and pieces, you know. So it's just all about the experimenting, really. And going back to the video, um, it's it's. Um, we're just trying to have fun with it, really. That's that's the number one thing. We didn't know how it's going to turn out, um, whether it was going to look shite or whether it was going to look, you know, it actually turned out pretty well to the credit of our um, camera guy and sort of what do you call him? Was the guy a little camera? Called, was it a producer? Video, I don't know. Video, video Ed, Ed, the producer. Yeah, editor, yeah, yeah. That, that that dude. Anyway, but uh, yeah, that, that's usually <laughs> something I would do. But <laughs> just try- no, but I gotta I, I gotta tell you though, like I, I I watched the video again this morning before I went to bed at like I don't know six thirty because I was up, you know, prepping for the show and and everything else. But I watched the video and I'm like, the, the angles first off were great. The the, the music is right off the bat great and it was i I think it was just like the colors of the all the different effects in the video kind of gives everybody a different perspective from each band member to like certain elevations and lows in the songs and the way that the beats go out like it's just it's all uniform properly and to be like i said when you pop off in 15 different directions with with music (laughs) It gives each band that unique, you know, style. Yeah. Like I want to, I like I'm gonna come into a show, and I'm be like, I've heard the music before, but now when I go to see it live, I don't know which direction you guys are gonna come from. No. Exactly. And I think that's chaos, what gives you want, and, uh, a, disorder. Well, you know, creative chaos is what I usually call it, <laughs> because you get, we'll, I, we'll I, you never that, know yeah. which direction I'm gonna come from, and I kind of expect that out of a band when I go to see them live or. If I'm watching the videos, like I know there's ups and downs. So I give credit to every band that can come in and leave me kind of suspenseless because I don't know what I'm going to get exactly. when I get there. Exactly. I appreciate that. That's a, yeah. And uh, Rick, it's like we have said in the latest interviews, like with the uh, Excalade and everything, that uh, the same with you in Silence and Surrender, that uh, each song that you hear, it's like uh, it's not like the same, just going like boring in the long term. Like uh, you never know what you're gonna hear from your yeah, guys. Yeah, exactly. You, I, you'll have you'll have the that's, ones traditionally structured, but um, yeah. them aren't. And almost we deliberately went away from that because um, you know it's it's a it's a formula that generally it does work for a reason. You know. Um, that whole verse, chorus, verse, chorus, you know, breath, yeah, yeah, yeah. but, you know, and we do do it. We do it on Fiatopia. It's in that pattern, but a lot of the other songs aren't. So, yeah. um, and I think that, that was deliberate. It's just uh, literally the, the the sole purpose of creating anything, you know, it's like I was saying to you, Ricky, earlier about, you know, if it's not fun anymore, you know, that's the whole, that's the source of doing it. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. So creating something, it's about having fun. So, yeah. like I said, there's some things where I'll listen to the songs and go, well, maybe that was a little bit too, 
too left field or whatnot, you know, so maybe dial it back a little bit. But generally speaking, just let just let it flow wherever the creativity takes you. You don't take the creativity anywhere. You let it, you know, guide you into the place. Do you know what I mean? And if it sounds good, it works, you know, just just go with it, you know? Yeah, I mean, so, I, uh, yeah. when, when you're uh, writing a new song, like, uh, how do you do it? Like, uh, is there one person in the band that do one thing and or do you collaborate and like doing it all together? But generally, um, currently now, I would uh, be playing, I'll come up with some stuff, you know, whether it be some licks, chords, melodies. Um, and then once I've got some bits and pieces, then me and Pete will sit down and then try and get some drums to it to get some more structure to see where the song kind of is going, you know, or sometimes the song might be, you know, you got those songs like, you know, when you're having a shit, and it just comes out in one, you're like, oh, you know, that was easy. You don't need to wipe, you know, just boof. Pull your trousers up and, and, and get off, you know? You're always supposed to wipe after you drop the <laughs> news, okay? Have you been to Britain? Have you been to Britain? Uh, it's almost, it's, it's, it's almost like polishing it. We're sitting it on our country. We, find, we, have, we, good, we, we have good hygiene. We find a bush, <laughs> we take a chair, we walk off. <laughs> okay, so if you don't wipe, do you at least use the bidet? <laughs> <laughs> How did I get sat next to him? <laughs> well, I, oh, yeah. I don't know where I was going with that. I was going somewhere. No, Remember, the drummer yeah, is think, sitting behind you, think, so watch out. Yeah, I, I think what Wayne was saying is that sometimes it, it basically comes out quite yeah, yeah. quick. Yeah, like, it just, just slips out, yeah. Sometimes it's, it's like it's, it comes splatting out. You but know. Um, other times, I mean, some of the songs, um, some of the songs yeah. have almost, he's taken parts of a song and, and you know, um, and almost they've grown. He's like planted, he's like, well, this isn't quite working together. I don't see this song working, but he's taking, so he's dismantled sort of old songs or different parts and they've almost sort of plant he's planted that seed and he's almost grown a song around that maybe that's yeah. not even analogy's yeah, not even better well. than your well, one but you know what I mean but it's like yeah it's a seed so like you know the, but generally it is it is this this man over here um who comes <laughs> up with the, the core ideas they get together and I pop in and uh, try and try and add to it um, well, they're doing it in my studio, so you know right, that, that's, how, that's that's how I take some of the credit. <laughs> <laughs> but generally, we tend to have like a lot of. I mean, like we've got up going up onto Spotify, we're going to have about twenty songs, but then we've got a fuckload of other songs as well. So it's always good to have plenty of you know plates spinning because once you hit a, hit a like a a brick wall with one, there's no point keep smashing your head against it. Just step step back, work on another project. And then, because you want the excitement, once you start getting bored or or stressed out or you know yeah. blind to you know not having a clue where to go next, just leave it. Get onto the other projects, get the excitement going. When that stops, back to another one, and just keep just keep juggling. Like I said, squiggly diddly, you know, you know, lots of arms, yeah, yeah. lots of projects. <laughs> Otherwise, you can, right, so you so besides from the new album coming out on the nineteenth of May, uh, do you have like? Uh, any concerts? Uh, do we have like a uh, Scandinavia thing? Oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> Especially like so, Sweden. Yeah. I wish, mate. Yeah, I wish. <laughs> yeah. So we've we've done a we've done a set of gigs uh, for the last year. Uh, although we've had uh, we've had a little bit of an issue with uh, bassists. Um, so uh, we are looking at a way of maybe doing gigs. Um, to uh, in a different way, shall we say? So, um, but yeah, we, we're keen because we sort of got the bug, uh, not the not the literal yeah. bug. Yeah. <laughs> we're not the gigging bug, but yeah, it's just he said herpes. <laughs> yeah, me, right. Where did that one come from? <laughs> you dirty fucking bastard. 
um yeah so we, we enjoyed it but yeah it's um it's it's t- well you know like we've all got our own commitments and uh yeah. trying to get guys of our boring age. jobs he means basically. yeah guys yeah, of our age you know things pop in your life i'm sure it's the same real life guys. issues uh, you know yeah. like women kids yeah. I've got like, no women. Just, just this poor guy here's got the woman am i the woman we're, 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 no, no. i'm the woman He's the only one who sold his soul. Me and me and him are still free agents, aren't we, Peter? <laughs> anyway, so yeah, we've, we've... I was actually going to ask that question later, but now I don't have oh, to. Right, right. So thank you for that one. All right, we have music for everybody. Nice. Uh, give us a little bit of a uh, backstory on coming up. Coming up, um, just to sort of simplify it, it's just about just being in a very fucking shithole place, and you just. Accept that doesn't matter what you do and what you say, you just can't climb out of it, and you're just basically just accepting that is going to be the status quo indefinitely. Yeah, so it's quite actually a, a, it's about a lot of mental health struggles that um, I think we've either personally experienced or have seen loved ones experience, and um, I think we're all. It's been a tough few years, isn't it, um, for everyone um, being locked indoors, and you know a lot of lot of problems people struggling and it's kind of born out of that really and and not just that but you know it, it, we really felt that would resonate more um with, with people um because of obviously a lot of people have had to struggle with it but yeah that's that's it in a nutshell i think well, it's cut, it's cut off, it? oh all right well, actually i just put the uh, the share audio on so you guys can oh. hear the sound I forgot to do that earlier because this is Pipe Bomb Radio and we fuck shit up all the time. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) All right. So here it is. Some silence and surrender coming up. When we come back, we are going to throw out the five questions of death and get to know the members of Silence and Surrender. I am the master of mayhem and this is Pipe Bomb Radio NYC.
Hey, this is Lynn from Sound Machine FM, and you're listening to Pipe Bomb Radio NYC. Silence and surrender coming up here on Pipe Bomb Radio NYC as we are joined with the gentlemen from Silence and Surrender, Ben, Pete, and Paul. Guys, fucking amazing. I agree. Fucking amazing. <laughs> and I'm, I, I, I kind of had a thought while I was listening to the track. I, I, again, like I didn't, I, I, like I think of things a lot of the times on the fly, like experimental, like you guys do. And I probably would use that track in kind of like a reverse psychology type of way. Yeah. And let me kind of explain that to you. So you kind of, and you said before, you kind of saying like, okay, this is as far as I'm gonna go. You know, kind of like I'm not going to get any further than what it is. I would use it as a different method. For example, like if I were to go to the gym, I would play this song to push myself to make myself better than what I am. And I think that a lot of people really should kind of take that track and use that as like the stepping stool to say, hey, you know what? Fuck this mud that I'm stuck in right now. Let me dig myself out of this shit and get to the next level. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I agree. I mean, uh, I think whilst the uh, well, the themes in some of our songs are quite negative, they're not meant to be, our music isn't meant to be depressing. It's, it's cathartic more than sort of like trying to get people down. You're trying to get the bad stuff out rather than trying to make other people feel bad. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So like, like you were saying there, like, so if you're, if, if I'm writing the lyrics about something particular or like that, for example, it's just kind of just venting off something, but really I'm thinking out, just thinking out loud what I should be doing to turn things around, if you know what I mean. So it's almost like uh, the opposite to what I'm kind of writing, if you know what I mean. You know what I mean? Just, just put this, just, just writing it all down, you know, at what I'm feeling or what other people are feeling. And then, I, you know, I know, or we know what we need to do to move forward, if you know what I'm saying. To um, come so, up. So, yeah. yeah. Yes. So eventually, and I mean, uh, the energy in that, vocals in that track i mean it's like just fucking amazing i love it well that's that's the one of the things that it like it started off slow and kind of melodic a little bit and then it's like all right i'm gonna fucking squeeze your nuts and you're gonna move a little bit faster and then boom here it is like you get that full that full punch right there again which makes the music so unique yeah exactly what was the what was the uh, the time frame on the uh, the build for that track? Um, well, we yeah, that one came together in terms of um, putting the music together. That actually came together quicker than some of yeah, the other ones. Did, I yeah. would say. We sort of I sat mean, down within a few weeks, maybe we, to get the bulk of it. What done. was the time frame to get the whole album done? We had, we had to get like I don't know, probably out nine or ten out of the twelve songs done in a, what was it four or five months? Something like that. Like so, yeah. yeah, we didn't have long because of obviously the fucking coof, you know. We won't go into that to that uh, that topic anyway. But uh, yeah. our, our producer yeah, had had some uh, medical issues, so he was going to be out for a while. So we had to get everything done as quickly as possible. So um, it really focused minds, I think. Yeah. Um, and as you say, you can't force creativity, but you can certainly uh, kind of speed it up when when there's a deadline. Oh yeah. And and the fact that life is fucking boring as hell half the time. Do you know what I mean? So it's like you know I've got nothing else to do if I'm not working. So just fucking spend loads of time in the studio writing. Do you know what I mean? So you can just sort of uh, play ignorant to the 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 shit and the and the mundaneness of, of life. You know. 
Yeah, distraction yeah. from you know some of your struggles, I guess, and and music is escape. I'm sure for all of us and a lot of a lot of the people listening, you know, it's uh, an escape and um, it you know makes you feel stuff and and hopefully um, you know either stuff you're already feeling or sometimes it completely change your mood um, and that's the beauty of it. Yeah. Okay. So now here is the point of the show where all of the shackles are taken off. Okay. For those that have not previously watched or listened to any of the Pipe Bomb Radio interviews that we've had, we have a segment called The Five Questions of Death. <laughs> now, The Five Questions of Death are not anything demonic. Yeah. There's no devil shit going on. These are the five questions to get the quirky little things about our guests on the show that people may not know about them. Or maybe the greatest conversational piece of going to meet them at a show. So here are the five questions of death we're going to go around. First question. Now this is a caveat question. We talked about food in the pre-show talk. You go to a diner or a restaurant. And you order your main meal. Now your side is going to be one of four options. Which one would you order? Curly fries, sweet potato fries, steak cut or seasoned? Steak cut seasoned. I'm, I'm going to say because uh, our cuisine over here is pretty much, if you can freeze it and then bung it in the, the oven, I'm going to go with curly fries. That takes me back to my uh, my roots, you know? <laughs> this fucking bag of frozen curly fries in the oven, half an hour. Lovely jubbly. I'll go for them. Well, uh, I'm going to have to go because we are um, we're English, so fish and chips. That's one of our national dishes. Uh, so, what's that? Steak cut? Is it? So, yeah, the fat ones. Steak cut the fat ones. The fat ones. You know, yes. with with salt and vinegar. I've yeah. got I've got to go traditional English. I'm afraid. Yeah, me. <laughs> Love it. Exactly the same, yeah. Skinny fries, whatever. No, big fat chips. Stay calm. <laughs> yeah. Sweet. Nice. Okay. You get home from a gig or work. Late night, you're sitting there, you're watching TV or you're you're dabbling with something. Your go-to late night snack. A bowl of sugared, uh, sugared um, cereal. Like something very sugary, I don't know if you're frosty, you know, like frosted flakes, proper stoner food, you know, so it gives you moisture in your mouth as well. That would be it for me. How about this, Ricky? You'll love this. How about sugar free Skittles? That's it. There you go. Yeah, no, because I've just cleaned my teeth, so I can't be. I thought you said you weren't doing anything demonic on here, because that is a fucking sin. Do you know what I mean? Sugar-free Well, yeah, not, not for anything. The guys, the, the, the guys did get to see me make a bottle of sugar-free Skittles water. So, like, you know, I, it, it may be an ongoing theme. I'm not sure. Oh, God. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Okay, I forgot. We for, we forgot one. We forgot Pete. It's all right. Yeah, Pete. Pete, come on. Um, I mean, I, if you guys have like Nutella, the chocolate hazelnut sort of spreads that you put on a toast mm-hmm. spoonful of that straight out of the jar. Now that's good. Straight out of the jar. Yeah. Dang. That see, that's demonic in itself. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> yeah. 
Because one other thing that really goes great with Nutella is marshmallow fluff. Uh, yeah, marshmallow fluff. And yeah. that that together, two slices of bread, boom, you're good. Wow. Strong, strong choice, man. You know that was that was pre-diabetes. Bro, I was gonna say you don't tell your doctor about that one, do you? you know? <laughs> no, no, either that or take a very big shot of insulin before you do it. You know, <laughs> then you'll be like that all over the place. Okay, third question. And this is this this goes back to a little bit of the previous discussion that we had before we played the track. Name one person present, past, or deceased, okay, that you would want to be up on stage with doing a show. That's why these are the five questions of death, because mm-hmm. again, you never know which direction I'm coming from. <laughs> well, I think you probably want to, I wouldn't want to stand next to someone who's better at playing <laughs> guitar than I am. You know? <laughs> well, think of it as the monumental uh, so duet. I'm going to have to take a bassist or, uh, or a drummer or a singer. Um... Come on. Keep them on their toes. For some for some reason, Hawkwind keeps popping into my head, you know, because they used to have that very uh, voluptuous lady who was on acid, just dancing away with all, all hanging out, and like, you know, if I was on acid as well, that would be a fucking show and a half with Lemmy. Um, I forgot her name, but anyway, that would have been. Yeah, I, think Lemmy, go, I think I'd go with that, man. Yeah, I think, I think I'd go with Le- that. Lemmy would be eye right up there. Lemmy or Hawkwind, you know, just just vibing it. Yeah. Try to think of. Uh... Keith Keith Moon would be entertaining. Yeah. But I mean, for if it was a one-time thing, yeah. Otherwise, uh, I'd be worried about my uh, health and safety with him blowing up drums too often. But for a one-time thing, you, you, I mean, you have Keith Moon behind you. You need a good basis though, because uh, Keith Moon didn't, didn't keep time. He just did what he wanted, didn't he? So, Surprised uh, like nobody. But that'd be like, entertaining. Sharing a stage. Of, you wouldn't forget that though. With like. fucking uh, you no. know, someone like Stalin or Adolf Hitler, so he's got you know fucking. <laughs> Put a, put a gun to their head. See you later, you bastard. All right. All right. <laughs> you know, that, that would have been all right. You know, I mean, I just, did, I just thought about that. Yeah, I could finish it all. <laughs> well, I'll, I'll, yeah, I'll, I'll, I'll pitch the Hawkwind chick and I'll, I'll, I'll assassinate Hitler. That'll be, that'll be better. That's better for a Can I have Lemmy, though? Yeah. You want to kill Lemmy? No, no, I'm bastard. killing Lemmy. <laughs> all right. See, this is where we, this is where we love to do these things. Uh... If you were to pick one prototypical huge venue that you guys would want to either open or be part of the main stage for, where would that be? I'm trying to think of uh, one that's big, but it's got character. Um, so not the O2 Arena. Yeah. I don't know. I'd probably like just really enjoy playing somewhere like where where it all started man like the cavern liverpool man like as you can see i'm wearing my my liverpool soccer shirt here liverpool yeah i'll probably yeah, where the beatles all kicked it off a little cabin yeah that'd be a great venue yeah probably you know i think i'd quite like to play rather than a big festival you know because you get a real kind of as well if it was too big (laughs) (laughs) but yeah maybe we've got a couple of big festivals i'm sure you've got plenty in the u.s but there's one called download up in up up in north um and their main stage is just just the history of acts that have been up there. I'm going again this year. Um, you know, nearly every, anyone who's anyone has played on there. And yeah, I really, to headline there, that would be uh, some experience, I think. Yeah, I mean, I think I was um, watching the um, 
Pink Floyd concert they did in Pompeii, like in the ruins of Pompeii with all the volcanic ash and stuff. So to play somewhere oh, like very like, interesting, place, very like, interesting. Like, I like that. Do you know what I mean? Like rather than necessarily a famous stage in a field or like a concert venue, yeah, to play somewhere unusual that other people haven't played so much that'd be really cool and it, <laughs> i was gonna say you got the audience there all you know yeah. capsulated in time you know they're not going nowhere whether they you suck or not they can't move like they can't walk there. out on you <laughs> souls you know i think we'd be too loud for pompeii wouldn't they? They're too much vibration you never know yeah you never know hey you can make ruins out of anywhere it doesn't matter <laughs> <laughs> you've had you've had a few you make ruins out of the us that have uh, that have uh, done a good job haven't they um, unfortunately, uh, you, you know what? And, and it's funny because I asked that question, and not one band that I've interviewed has said the place that I would think they they would want to play, and that would be Madison Square Garden, the world's most famous arena. I've not heard one artist say they want to play there. I think that's probably because that's just like for for an amateur group of musicians, that's just like too, you know. We're already like in, you know, Dreamland anyway, talking about Pompeii and the cabin, but, you know, like a place like that, you're thinking, nah, you know, do you know what I mean? It's uh, too, too unrealistic. We, we wouldn't say no. Like, no, exactly, no yeah. We definitely wouldn't say no. <laughs> Believe me, if I if I make that happen, you guys are here. Like, yeah. you're done. Exactly, I would get that yeah. done. You know, I I do I do pull full, a few strings here or there. I think, oh, yeah, yeah. The, the idea of just a British band or any band really breaking America these days is uh, both... It's not even in our minds, you know. It's so it's so far off. But yeah, what's yeah. the what's the music like out in in uh, in America in terms of like um you know the the life yeah or, or, or the the genres and stuff. I mean, is is rock still popular out in in America? I know like rock, rock is rock is popular. Um, it is overshadowed by like rap and R and B. Um, EDM. Like if on the yeah. on the prototypical music dial, there's maybe two or three rock stations. Out of God knows how many stations there are out here, yeah. uh, I kind of like it's more to me, and I I kind of say this in a really weird way, and I use Metallica as the the new level on this because I'm not a fan of the new Metallica stuff. No, to be honest, I'm not a fan of it. I mean, I've dogged at the last three shows that I've done. It's not the same. Like some bands really should just call it quits. Yeah. Like they've reached their pinnacle. They're just alpha notoriety at this point to say, okay, we're still here. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. I know what you mean, yeah. But yeah. for me, like I listen to I, I my emails full of them all day long. All independent artist stuff. And I find that the independent artist stuff is better than the mainstream. Absolutely. And there's, again, so much untapped talent out there. You guys, for example, have so much untapped talent out there because your music is experimental with every track that you bring across that it probably would sit better on a track than a Metallica track, like the new 72 Seasons album. I'm not a fan of it, to no. be honest. Absolutely. It's, it's good, but it's straight up thrash metal. Because you're comparing it's like... what they did for Kill 'Em All, really. You know, it's, it's not... It's, it's good... But it's not it's not revolutionary in the sense that they've essentially no. they they had that phase they had their thrash metal phase they then they went experimental and they went with load and reload went a bit indie and um, you know and, and and explored other genres and now they've kind of done what a lot of bands do as you say to to kind of bring back the audiences they go back to their roots mm. um, I would say I, I agree with you in the sense there's a lot of um, talent out there that that's not being 
um, listen to. But I think it's not just the big bands. I mean, they are they are doing it because people are buying their tickets. They're listening to their stuff. People just aren't. The live music scene is taking a real hammering. Um, societal changes means that people don't. Most average people they listen to the same artists over and over again. They um, you know, and they can do it easily, you know, they can do it easily through Spotify or whatever, you know, and they also tend to stay within those genres because those, po- and I'm not, I'm not dissing Spotify, but, um, you know, they suggest the same sort of stuff and no one really, really breaks out of their comfort zone. Um, well, no, isn't company exactly. excluded. Well, um, well, yeah. What I would say is like, I mean, like Metallica, like if a band wants to, I know like there's a, there should be a cut off point, you know, maybe, you know, why are you still doing it, flogging a dead horse? But I suppose it brings them enjoyment. Why not? And people want to hear the songs. You know, the problem is with rock as a genre, because I still think that rock is not dead because you, you hear it through, like you were talking about rap. These guys, they're all fucking tattooed up. They're all fucking got guitars and their music. They're all, you know, they're all, some of them are all like, you know, they've transferred from, metal and rock into rap you know they're like sort of like a a new iteration of the 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 rap uh, rock attitude and like the the lifestyle and stuff like that but just in a different form but you know and this is coming from me as well uh, myself because i used to be a bit of a like you know the the get off my lawn guy you know a bit of an old dinosaur you know just wanted to keep myself you know sort of pigeonholed into this little genre of like i don't listen to these types of bands um and unfortunately like rock and metal fans get annoyed why there's not enough rock or metal in the mainstream but they're keeping them there because anytime someone who comes along who is slightly fresher or you know just sound it's kind of you know doesn't sound like the norm they they attack them and they don't like it you know they want to hear they want to see like a fucking scorpion or you know friggin metallica and iron maiden headlining the big festivals you know because they sell you know this almost yeah. like do you know what I mean? Like even like bands like Bring Me the Horizon are finally getting like headlining in major um, festivals in this country, but they're like twenty years old. They're not fucking like you know. Do you know what I mean? So it's almost like the mantle is not being passed on to the other generations for us to get hyped up about fresh new rock music because it's kind of like they want to keep it all, you know, in this I don't know what you call it like this nostalgic kind of vibe. You know, back in my days or you know what I'm saying. I know I'm waffling a little bit, but you know I'm getting. Yeah. No, no. Like, like for me personally, like uh, going to concerts like 20, 30 years ago for me, like uh, the main band and then the band opening up for the main band, you were not like uh, interesting hearing the bands opening up for the main band. But I think like now it's... uh, other way around you really want to hear something new and uh, hearing the bands opening up for the bands like it's more interesting yeah exactly yeah i mean like yeah. Me per- to me personally right now like i sit uh, i listen to all of the submissions that i get and then i'm on youtube and on mine where i do all of my music searches for for shows or whatever there's always new bands popping up yeah and I will say, I will say pound for pound, a lot of the bands that I listen to are better than bands that have probably been around for 10, 20 plus years. Yeah. And it, it's kind of funny because it was it was said on a uh, a comedy video, like this band was out here like 40 years ago and now they have beards. <laughs> now you go backstage and they're beards and Ben Gay. Yeah. Like it's just like, you know... Enough is enough. Like, stop beating the dead horse yeah. with a lot of the stuff that's coming out. Yeah. yeah. And 
I mean, if it were up to me, I would switch off some of the older bands <laughs> and be like, hey, you know what? Here's your retirement papers. Fuck off. And let's get some new blood in here yeah. because the independent bands, the independent artists are what's keeping a lot of genres alive. Yeah, exactly. Whether it be thrash or metal or rock or grunge, those are the ones that really should be rising to the top to keep everything more fresh. But, but that's exactly it. It's like the, the fresh blood is not uh, it's not being accepted by the people who listen to that genre as well because they don't want to hear anything that just doesn't sound like what they're used to. And this is, I mean, you know, when Metallica, I think Metallica is master of puppets, you know, when Stranger Things came out, metal fans, you know, like, well, you're always complaining why metal is not popular no more in terms of like, you know, the, the mainstream. And that, that show made that song go to number five. I mean, I don't know how old that song, 20 something years old, maybe more. Well, it's know, 80s. So that was made in the 80s. Yeah, well, exactly. Yeah, fucking 30 years or so. Like, and that went to number five in the in the, for like fucking weeks. And they were yeah. just complaining that oh, they've sold out. Oh, it's through because it's through Stranger Things. But it's like, but Stranger Things is the fucking is popular now. It's like what all the kids and everyone listen to. And you'll get you've got you know generations of kids listening to your music from 30 years ago because of that show. You know, it's like you know, it's the same with when you get. People like um, Kanye West, or the, you know, people who you, you wouldn't think would be wearing a morbid angel shirt or cannibal court shirt, you know, they wouldn't know the band. But it's free publicity, man. You know what I mean? Because you think how many yeah. followers Kanye West has. I don't give a shit if he knows who Metallica are, or if he's just wearing it to, to, to try and look cool. He's now promoting that to a bunch of new audiences, like the kids. It's, you know, that's you know the younger generations um, that you want to appeal to because they're the ones that inevitably are going to be the ones who can take like our genre, the genre we listen to, back into the mainstream, you know? Yeah. I mean, it's flair, like the same, uh, you hear a mainstream band coming up with a new album and you listen to it and you're like, yawn, like, boring. And then you hear something new, like a new band, like you guys and whatever. And you're like, fuck, this is fucking good. Mm. Like, something new, something... In, a new sound, a new voice, something new. But you know what? There's so so. With, I know, like Spotify has been like a, you know, the fucking dagger in the hearts of like musicians and stuff, and screwing them over and stuff. For the rest of the, the you know, the normies over here and like yourself, you know, just to have like that whole plethora of like literally every song, you know, that's ever been created, you know, on your phone, and you just got access to anything you want. That's you know, and, yeah. And I, I enjoy it so much because it costs me nothing. So yeah. if you name me an artist, then go check this, this band out, I'll go sure and I'll listen yeah. to it. It's cost me bugger all. You know, it's literally cost me the, the subscription. That's it. So I'm always yeah. up being more adventurous. Um, and as exactly. you, know, like you said, there's so much good music out there, you know, yeah. old and, and new and independent as well. You know, it's like one exactly. platform where everyone in, in, from the superstars to the, you know, the, the, the bums can get on there and, and you know, share music. So yeah. it's, uh, it's, it's a good time for, you know, to for live music and for music in general. I think. Well, what I will say is, is, is the, the the big bands being so big, because it's so difficult to get attention, us independent artists have to raise our game, you know, because yeah. we are we are competing, we are going on Spotify, you know, and, and you get a notification of new Metallica album, you know, like if you listen to one of our songs, it needs to be, at least production-wise and everything, it needs to be at that standard. Otherwise, you know, people, people aren't going to listen to it very long. So... Yeah. Yeah. It is. There are a lot of artists fighting for uh, attention now, and yeah. uh, so you, ha in a way, it raises the standard. Yeah. Um, but yeah. also, 
like everything, it's always a double-edged sword with all of these yeah. things, you know. And also, it's uh, like for me, uh, like uh, you guys and everything, like I'm really enjoying and like uh, it uh, gets a lot for me to like spread your music and like listen to these guys and like uh, like spreading the independent artists like as yeah, much agree. as I can. We do the same with other bands like, you know, Clay Soldiers and stuff. They're great yeah. guys. We've played a few yeah. gigs to them and we help them out. They help us out. You know, it's like, it's you know, we all sort of clump together and help each other out. So it's, you know, if yeah. anything, it's like, it's not a competitiveness. I mean, we just play music because, you know, I, mean, I don't give a shit about numbers. Or I don't care about no. how many people come to a gig. You know, all I care about is that we do our best with this piece of music and can we enjoy playing it? That's literally the only target and goal, really. Um, yeah. So there's no competitiveness, you know, with other bands that we play with, we support each other and it feels really good, you know, like a little network. Um, we're yeah. all in the same boat. We're all, you know, sticking it against the man, grinding against the fucking, the inevitable, you know, impassable, you know, impenetrable wave of like trying to get anywhere from, you know, pub level to, you know, somewhere beyond that. To so, Pompeii. Yeah, it's a <laughs> I, listen, I would show up for that show. I'm telling you right now. I would just expect a uh, backstage pass. You know, I don't want to be out with the commons. So when uh, you guys are playing live or doing a gig, which uh, song is the most like popular? You get the most uh, thing from the audience? Uh, Pete's probably the best one to to fill you in with that one I think because he's got a good view from the backstage and like, you know I'm, I'm gone <laughs> yeah sometimes ironically sort of um, like in my last memory which was off the EP or time on prescription the ones that are maybe not the um, the heavier ones because you'd think maybe you might lose the audience a bit there or there's the risk of that but they seem to go down pretty well the sort of the more uh, emotional sort of gentler starts to it that then builds up to something rather than some of the heavier yeah, ones. Yeah. yeah, I think they all comment that it, it, it the, those songs like Time Prescription, which we're going to play, that has a much more stripped out acoustic vibe at the beginning and has a progressive feel to it. They, you know, it, it, it provides that break, you know, the heavier bits always sound heavier once they follow a, a lighter, lighter section, you know, it just, it, they do mention the kind of diversity and the progression within the songs, probably because, as you say, a lot of bands are um, following the the template, you know, um, and and that, and so really, yeah, time prescription and in my last memory, which is an odd time signature, which people pick up on, um, is being slightly different. So, uh, and I think as we've said, we we're trying to be different. We're trying to, you know, it's it's against the current, as Ben said, but you know, we we are. You know, if you do somehow manage to hit a nerve, if you're lucky, you know, like a Nirvana who goes completely against the grain, um, you can end up actually, you know, setting a new, not a trend, but you know what I mean? You can really make your mark. Um, and we feel that's a that's what we want to do, you know, but we also feel that's the best way really, you know, of um, potentially, you know, really making a mark on, on the industry is to do. Something and they're also the two songs we get the least booing and heckling. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> hey, hey, that's not true. Stage, you bums. That's not true. We don't get enough people at our gigs to boo. Who the instruments, man? <laughs> yeah. So, but yeah, certainly, yeah. Those two that we're going to play, uh, or we have play coming up and time description, are quite popular. Yeah. All right. Well, we have time time on prescription loaded here for you guys. Uh, a little bit of a backstory before we get into the track. Um. 
Well, this this song, um, in a nutshell, was basically about almost being aware of your mortality and, um, you know, just realising that time and your life can be so brief, and you know, and just be over and done with. Um, and what kind of galvanised that? I always had the concepts in my head, but if you don't want me saying, oh, go ahead. Go um, where, um, <laughs> Paul's uh, dad passed away like really, really quickly. You know, in the space of a, you know a few weeks, when the space of a week really, and it just really set home. That just gave me something to really draw from. You know, just you know, you're there one minute, and then the next, it's just it, you just you're not. You know, so and it was a really, really dark time for for Paul. Um, yeah, and also Ben, like in in his work, he works with a lot of people towards the end of their lives. And yeah, you know, I do he, care work, and I work with people, you know, and I palliative care and stuff. So those kind of things. But you know, like the people I work with, you know, some of them are in the hundreds, some of the nineties. So that is expected end of their life, you know, rather than it sort of like just being done and dusted with before you know it, you know. And just just actually, what's working as a care was actually what's made me fucking realise that you're not, you know, infallible. You know, and you think fuck, I could stroke, dementia, heart attack, cancer. You think fuck it out. You know, do you know what I mean? It's like a gauntlet of you know life. You think what? You know what I mean? You're just aware of your mortality, and you think fucking hell. So anyway. Yeah, it's just about yeah about all of that and making the most of the time that you've got and you know just being aware that you know life is fragile and precious really and uh, yeah. you know to kind of use that but use it in a positive way uh, to sort of stimulate action you know um, you know to not procrastinate to to get on and for, you know it's cliche but do what you are I don't want to say follow your dreams because that's really cliche but you know get out there and actually and do it um, Kids, um, because you might you might it. not be around tomorrow. Um, they never come true, man. <laughs> yeah, I'm not <laughs> going to rub them in on the nine to five. Uh, I, I, I really can't joking. say that because I'm doing a radio show, so I guess I got kind of caught just the edge of the dream. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> the edge yeah, yeah the so you know, you're trying to make this work as well. Yeah, yeah. You know, it's no. it's it's, like, it's about. If you yeah. don't have a dream in life, it's not you. You know, there's no point being alive if you don't have something to live for. You know. Yeah. I'll, I'll just cap that before we go to the song. Have a realistic dream. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, and and run toward that because if you put that prefabricated one together, yeah, it yeah. probably won't work. Madison Square Gardens, no. Yeah. Pompeii, yeah. possibility. Never say that. Yes. All right. This is time on prescription by Silence Surrender. When we come back, we're going to wrap up the show. On the show today with Silence and Surrender, Lars the Viking, and I am the Master of Mayhem.
Silence and Surrender, time on prescription in studio with the Viking and the guys from Silence and Surrender. I have just one little question about time on prescription. The sudden drop off at the end. Where in the creativity did that come from? (laughs) Honestly, um, it was just a, a, a little bit of guitar from that song that existed like years and years before it actually came to fruition. And I was like, I liked it. And I just fucking had to tag it on the end. So there was, that was it really, you know, like it just, um, for better or worse, we just, I just fucking just tagged it on and these guys, uh, and let's make it work as well. So, so. Because it definitely for, per, from perspective, it's like, Oh, wait, 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 wait. Oh, you know, like, like it's, it, it give, again, it gives it its unique sound because it just changes suddenly. Yeah. You know, like it's like you're, you're not expecting it. Yeah. And I think exactly. that's where the, the track comes out great. Yeah, yeah. Because the whole track, a lot of it is building up throughout the track. You can see that general build up and you're just assuming that that's going to continue. It's going to get heavier, heavier and heavier and either like cut out when it ends or, yeah. you know, you're going to get that. And, I suppose yeah. it's reflective back. of life, isn't it? It's not really like that, is it? It's much more of a returning back to more of a kind of a melancholic kind of sour note as the sort of the song starts off because it gets quite it opens up and gets quite sort of rock and roll with the sort of uh, the instrumental part. Um, and we just kind of want to just the come down, if you know what I mean, a little bit discordant, a little bit, you know. Um, yeah, it reflects life as well, doesn't it? Just, you know, doesn't it? Life feels just like it's... it back down again, you know? It, it certainly, for us, it's definitely feeling... feels like it, it kind of builds up life, doesn't it? And then, obviously, um, you know, with the tone of what we were talking about in terms of the, the preciousness of life, and, you know, a lot of people, if they get the chance, they do tend to, to wind down towards the end of their life, and they reflect. And I suppose, you know, subconsciously, that's probably why, we, why Ben, we decided to end that, the song that way. Lars, any uh, any any final questions for the for the gentleman? Uh, like uh, when you write a new song, does it come like boom like that, or is it more like long term thingy? Um, like they come in spits and what's the word? What's the spits and bobs? Spits and bobs, uh, spats and stuff like that. <laughs> Little sections. Um, like I said, sometimes it can come almost a whole song completed. Um, other times just a bit here a bit there so I'll go yeah. return that's what I said earlier just having lots of projects going you know just just simmering away so you can just return back to them and then when one starts getting a bit cool you go to the next one and just uh, continue on with that yeah yeah so it's not yeah. like we had 12 songs we worked on them one by one and then yeah. built them and finished them that's not how it's in fact we probably got the maybe seven or eight other songs in various stages, some of which we picked up and dropped. And, and um, yeah, I mean, because you, you can't force creativity. And sometimes if you try, you just end up getting frustrated. You, so, you guys know yourselves as well. Like, you know, you, like, like Peace, uh, Paul said, I was calling getting his team mixed up. Like, <laughs> <laughs> this one's, <laughs> don't do drugs, kids. Watch your brain. No, so, so basically it's like uh, you guys have been creating stuff like that, you know, like, you know, Ricky yourself, mate, you know, like you do, uh, you know, you create it, you know, it comes to you, do you know what I mean? And then you just capitalise on it, you know, you, you know, I mean, it's like going fishing, you, you chuck your line out, 
Uh, and then sometimes you something bites, some, sometimes it doesn't. But as long as you keep putting your line out, eventually you'll catch something and then you can just start work from there. So there's no no rhyme or reason, you know, um, to it really. Yeah, a bit, we, a bit logical, wish we could is, set out a, you know, a step-by-step -step guide of how to write a song. Be less frustrating it's better than us. That's the, <laughs> magic, that's the magic of it, <laughs> discovery, isn't it? Yeah, and you kind of, you have to embrace it really. You just have to know that, you know, you can get so far with a song and then you could just really want to finish it off and it might not ever get finished off and it, it might just, that, that, Eureka moment might happen several months down the line. Um, but the good thing about being a band, there's always other things to keep you occupied. Right. If you're uh, you're struggling with a song, there's plenty of promo, there's plenty of, you can, you know, you might have with the video, as you said, the video that, that might, you might get kind of like a, a visual aspect of an existing song that you didn't think of before and we explore that instead. So, you know, you kind of go where, where the, the kind of root, the current takes you really or you just do yeah. the, uh, the crazed artist thing you spend ages uh, you know drawing something and then you just figure out shit you screw it up and you throw it in the bin and then you just you know you know do you know what I mean I've done that yeah I bet you have yeah exactly yeah you know as long as you I've done that off, many a time don't, don't do a Van Gogh mate you know no, and, and me, me and Van Gogh, we're we're like this. You know? like we don't we, we don't we don't we don't come next to each other unless we're sleeping. You know, that's the only time any creativity comes to get together. So, Ricky, how many ears have you got under those uh, headphones, mate? Have you got, you've got uh, two under there? Have you? I think there may be two. There may be four. <laughs> I'm not sure. If if you're uh, if you see double, then there's probably eight. <laughs> All right. So the one question I'm going to ask you guys before we uh, get all the uh, social stuff out of the way. If there was a group that you guys have played with or like you're, you're collaborating with right now and would want to be interviewed on Pipe Bomb Radio NYC, who would it be? Can, um, are we talking about like a... On the like groups that you guys open show you like you guys oh. do shows with or well if that was the case it would be our boys from clay soldiers i know you guys have been interviewed them before man but you know they're a fabulous band great music and a really great bunch of uh, lads so any any exposure they can get is well deserved so I'd, i would i would nominate them 100 percent yeah and another good band that we support uh called the sirens female fronted alternative rock um yeah, they would love they would love the guys and uh they've been helping us out with some of our um te other technical stuff so yeah they're called call of sirens and um they've got a, a new ep out any other uh, other bands that you have over there like uh, in the close yeah you got um, rock or metal or whatever that you have been like uh, seeing or like listening to and like yeah, there's there's a few. I mean, as I say, those two were probably the ones that uh, certainly uh, would play soldiers and call the signs. Would would recommend them. There's another band, a few other bands we played with. Armstrong Gun. Armstrong Gun, and they're, so they're like a Motorhead kind of punk. They've got definitely that band. vibe. And yeah. Aeonis, who have much more of a kind of um, instrumental, they like sort of guitar, bass. Do they, they, they have a drummer? Yeah, yeah, they they were they were kind of. They're a bit like Tesseract. They've kind of got a more a more progressive genty style, um, but yeah, they're they're very, they're interesting and they're great guys as well. Yeah, nice. All right, now it's time for all of the maniacal paperwork bullshit. Let's get all the socials out. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So we uh, we're gonna do some shameless self promotion now, are we? 
Yes, the shameless self-promotion because that's what we do on the show. Okay. Let's, let's do a bit of shameless plug in there. <laughs> but this, this is a copy of our, uh, you can do it, Paul, of our so, album Feartopia, which is out on the 19th of May. Yeah. Nice. And it's on this newfangled thing called a CD. Yeah, CD. I don't yeah. know. I mean, they're, 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 this they're artifact, friends. you know. Yeah, I, apparently you what can you use them to rest your, your mugs yeah, on, I think. Yeah. We'll, 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 we'll be using yeah, them as coffee coasters. As coffee like. coasters, yeah. They, they make Ashtrays. great coffee coasters. Yeah. And if you have Breach. a very newfangled device called a CD player, you can also play the music on there. But um, if, if we're kind of keeping ourselves in the... Uh, uh, other merch, we've just released some more merch, badges and stickers, but Fiesta, Resistance. Oh, nice. So, yeah, we these, yes. these are already out now on our band camp. Um, so it's the album art, the uh, the the ever-watching eyeball with the sonar little design on it. So that's the so, uh, that's the album cover, sort of reimagined for uh, your... Um, what else? Oh yes, and in terms of socials, yes, we're on all of them. So Instagram is our most probably our most active, but we're we're always on YouTube. And if you uh, essentially if you Google Silence Surrender, you'll get there. Um, and Facebook, and even TikTok, Twitter. We've we managed to work that out how that works, and Just that's about. quite it's yeah. quite an impressive achievement for guys of our age. <laughs> um, yeah, so on on all of them. Uh, trying we're, to understand the ball. We haven't quite sold our soul to TikTok yet. We're not going to be like doing some synchronized. But Instagram is the best know. way to get yeah. hold of us, I think. Uh, or, or um, uh, you know, and uh, all our, we've got our band emails, etc. So I think that's on YouTube. Yeah. And all the music videos that you were talking about, including one for time prescription, that's all, all on YouTube. Um, and there'll be a lot of, we're actually doing visualizers or videos for every single track on that album so none of them are getting neglected so uh they'll be released um and put up on youtube after um after the album's out on the was it 19th of may i don't even know see no see no evil came out on may 19th now silence and surrenders feartopia comes out yeah there you go it's like it's meant to be man yes there's the sheer irony of it yeah Lars, any final comments for the fans no, just like uh, it had been a pleasure having you on and like, uh, yeah, really love your music and everything. So, Well, thank you very much for having us on your show, guys. We yeah, really appreciate it. And, it's, and we're really glad fun, to see you guys are coming back, man. Do you know what I mean? So after your hiatus, so it's nice to see you guys getting back to doing things you enjoy, you know? Yeah. It's, it's, it's been a very long process and uh, <laughs> yeah. we're, we're, we're still figuring everything out. Like I... I will say, first off, guys, thank you for giving us the time because we've yeah. been on for almost two hours now. Have we? And, uh, <laughs> well, I, I started I started at 3.30, but, like, you guys came on at, like, 3.45. Wow. So we're, in like, an hour and almost two hours into this. Wow. So I've been wasting for all your time then. <laughs> Listen, I, I know you guys just had band practice. I see all the instruments in the back. Um, I'll, I'll catch you guys on the, on the next interview for all of that lovely, see, I, 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 I normally see, would pick uh, on all of the, in the toys, but... you might be able to see a couple of, uh, yes, what, the Lenny. Lemmy in the backdrop yeah. with, with Nirvana. So yeah, this and, and yeah. the, 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 the and here's the senseless knowledge for this interview. <laughs> the Lemmy is actually Jack Daniels and Pepsi. Oh, really? Okay, all right. They named that the Lemmy because that was Lemmy's pre-gig drink before he went on stage. Yeah, and I, I heard apparently when uh, Lemmy passed away that uh, Jack Daniels went bankrupt. <laughs> That's what I heard. 
He ordered it by the case. <laughs> On behalf of the Viking, I am the master of mayhem. Those are the guys from Silence and Surrender. This is Pipe Bomb Radio NYC, and we are out of here. Nice. Rocker! Pipe Bomb! This is Alex Alcazaz, a.k.a. the Bear of Texas, and you've just listened to another amazing episode of Pipe Bomb Radio NYC Season 4, hosted by Lars the Viking Johnson and Ricky the Master of Mayhem Litwinkowicz. Don't forget to check out any Pipe Bomb merchandise at paintrainpipebomb.threadless.com for great merchandise at amazing prices. Check out our great shows like Ringside Chaos, Pipe Bomb Metallic, Cowboys Talk, and Into the Net FC on all listening platforms. Tune in again next time for another episode of Pipe Bomb Radio NYC. Pain Train Pipe Bomb Productions is now partnered with Points.com. Points.com is your online spot to earn points and rewards for using airlines like JetBlue, United, and Southwest Airlines, or even booking hotels and resorts with IHG Rewards. Big name hotels like Choice Hotels, Marriott Bonvoy, and Hilton Honors, just to name a few. Use Points.com to book your next getaway today. Links are in the description below.